Last uh, Sunday, Vicki and I were at Gillsville, First United Methodist Church in Gillsville, Georgia, um, speaking there as I was delivering the message. And uh, I have to tell you all something that uh, you may not realize. When I speak at other churches, I do a much better job than I do here. <laughs> but there's a reason for that. I was telling Rick about it earlier. You see, these people have never heard me speak before. So I can give the same message over and over again. <laughs> and I'm really good at that message. But anyway, uh, you guys make me grow. So uh, grow in my faith and, and grow in my, my skill of representing the Lord when I come up here. Um, scripture today is from Ephesians 2, chapter 4 through 9. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Jesus Christ in order that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. For by grace... You have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works that one should not boast. Remember that part, the very last part in the message today, that is a gift of God. Grace is a gift of God. Today in the world we live in, we like to see justice, don't we? We like to see what goes around comes around. You know what I mean? If you do good things, good things will happen to you. I like that. If you do bad things, then bad things will happen to you. I don't like that so much. But I like it when it happens to other people. <laughs> Isn't that what we often wish for? What we'd like to see? They got what was coming to them. All the pain you caused me is going to come back to you. The law of cause and effect. Vicki has heard me state many times that particularly when I see someone do something that I don't like or that irritates me, that justice would be if they had to live in the same world where everybody was just like them. You ever thought about that? What goes around, come around, is usually called karma. And it says, but if people reap what they sow, then why, in some instances, is justice not carried out in this world? Well, karma has an answer for that. People will eventually get paid back. For things they've done it just may not be now it may be in another life it may be in the future so even though they didn't get paid back now it's coming I like that too <laughs> yeah. the truth is though there's no evidence in the scripture there's no evidence in the Bible of anyone other than Jesus coming back from the dead yeah people came back but guess what they died again, and they stayed dead. 
Not Jesus, though, did he? Matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 9.27, Just as a man is destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, we are destined to die once. Meaning, humans are only bored once and only die once. There is no endless cycle of death and rebirth. The idea of karma is thousands of years old. Simply put, what we do and put in this world comes back to us. I read one statement from a believer in karma who was going through a difficult time in his life. He had lost a, his, a lot of the family money. And as a result, they were having a very difficult time understanding why. And he came up with three possibilities. One is that God is cruel for letting things happen that way. The other is that, well, it's just completely random. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Or maybe in some inconceivable way, he had a hand in his own suffering. Unfortunate for him, he chose karma, the last one. Karma. A person's actions, whether good or bad, often have consequences for that person. Karma. If someone treats other people badly, he or she will eventually be treated badly by someone else. Karma. Everything we say and do determines what's going to happen to us in the future. Karma. All karma records are carried into the next life. Karma. Some say that karma is a powerful force, that it helps keep people in line. It helps keep people to do the right thing. The Bhagavad Gita. Nailed it, didn't I? <laughs> is an ancient... <laughs> That's true. That's why I pointed to Vicki. She's the only one that knows how much I've been trying to... Bhagavad Gita. It's an ancient Indian text that is an important work in the Hindu tra uh, tradition. It translates to the Song of God, and it's usually just called the Gita. It's a 700-script verse that is part of Hinduism. And in it, it says it's the Word of God in person that God comes down and speaks to another, I can't even pronounce the names of these people, and, and speaks to him. The Gita states that good intention and good deeds contribute to good karma and happier rebirths, while bad intention and bad deeds contribute to bad karma and bad rebirths. It says, now as a man is like this, or like that, according to how he acts, and according to how he behaves, so will he be. A man of good acts will become a good man. A man of bad acts, bad. He becomes pure by pure deeds and bad by bad deeds. And here they say that a person consists of desires. And as his desire, so is his will. And as his will, so is his deed. And whatever deed he does that he will reap. Does that sound a little bit familiar? Reaping what you sow? It comes from Galatians. And if we're not careful, 
we might confuse karma with reaping what he sows that's in the scripture. Galatians 6 tells us, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Reaping and sowing in a Christian life is about faith. It's about God's kingdom. Karma is about the kingdom of this world. Galatians talks to us about our actions and how it affects our Christian lives. We also can't confuse karma with grace. You see, to the world, karma makes sense. It does to me. But grace to the world seems irrational. I read an article by, that I'd like to share with you by David, uh, Dr. Stephen Davis. He's a retired professor of philosophy at Claremont University. In this article, he says, Our karmic, karmic approach says that by cosmic spiritual law, we are punished or rewarded according to our moral activities. If we do bad things, we will suffer, either in this life or a life to come. If we do good things, we will be rewarded again, either here or, here, here or in the hereafter. Karma might not be immediate as the law of gravity, but in the long run, people are rewarded or punished according to their merit. And this satisfies our need of fairness and justice. Now, a religion of grace is different. It teaches that all people are sinners and hence deserving of punishment, but that God, out of sheer generosity, gives them what they don't deserve. Think of the one of the most popular lines in Christian poetry, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. In terms of karma, Wretches deserve a wretched fate, and it would be unfair for wicked people to be given a great gift. But devotees of a religious religion of grace exude in this generosity. Think in this context of the parable of the workers hired at different times of the day or the story of the uh, prodigal son. Those stories only make sense in a religion of grace context. But we devotees of a religion of grace have to know that the gift is not for us alone. Rather, the generosity of God is meant to awaken a generosity in us. If amazing grace has saved a wretch like me, I have got to become a vehicle of grace. To every lost soul around me. Wow, what a statement.
Karma is about our actions here. Grace is about love. Love that God gave us that we need to share with one another. It's about a blessing that we never earned, that didn't come around. It was given to us by God. One of uh, a, a great example of grace is in Acts 7.54 where Stephen is stoned to death. He had just given a speech to the Sanhedrin, or I guess he was actually giving the speech to the Sanhedrin at the time. And it resulted in his death for blasphemous statements. The scriptures tell us when the council members heard Stephen's speech, they were angry and furious. But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked toward heaven where he saw our glorious God and Jesus standing at his right side. Then Stephen said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing there at his on, at the right side of God. The council members shouted and covered their ears. This was blasphemy. At once they all attacked Stephen. They dragged him out of the city. Then they started throwing stones at him. The men who had brought charges against him put their coat, coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Sound familiar? later known as Paul the Apostle. As Stephen was being stoned to death, he, Stephen, called out, Lord Jesus, please welcome me. He knelt down and shouted, Lord, don't blame them for what they have done. Then he died. The stoning of Stephen was an ugly thing. It was a terrible thing. But Stephen, through his grace, through his actions, he changed this from something that was very, very ugly to one of grace, to the beauty of grace. Lord, don't blame them for what they have done. Paul David Hewson, Hewson, I think that's right, is a British rock star, super rock star, also known as Bono. He's the lead singer for U2, one of the world's biggest selling rock bands. He grew up in Northern Ireland, Ireland, where he had a, his father was Catholic and his mother was Protestant. Throughout his childhood and adult years, he was a constant witness to the Hatreds fueled by Christian belief. It, le it left Bono less than enthusiastic about the church. Nevertheless, he embraced the Christian faith, and to this day he maintains that embrace. He says not because of the church, but because of grace. It is the one thing that makes him want to be a Christian. In a speech to a Harvard graduating class in 2000, he declared he was a believer in grace over karma, karma being the notion that we get what we deserve. 
In, the, in his speech, he said, If the world knew the grace, the magnus, uh, let me start all over. If the world knew the magnificent sense of God's grace, they would be holding out for it as well. Because I've got a feeling society doesn't need more karma, but a whole lot more grace. I've never been a big fan of you two. I until I prepared for this message, I couldn't even tell you who they were or a song that they wrote. However, I'm going to share with you this morning an awesome, awesome song that Bono wrote, and it's about grace.
Grace makes beauty out of ugly things. Have you ever thought of this? This is as ugly as it gets. But grace, the power of grace, makes it beautiful. <laughs> 